Well, I, I want to share with you some thoughts tonight about faith and uh, uh, some things God has been teaching me lately on this subject. And you, you may think, well, I know everything there is to know about faith. But as soon as you think that, you, you disqualify yourself from learning anything more. If you think you know something about something uh, too much, God won't talk to you about that subject. Are you listening to me? You think you know everything there is to know about prayer? You can just write that off. He won't show you anything more about that because your heart is an attitude of, I know it. So why he can't come and talk to somebody like that. You have to have an attitude of teach me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Show me, Lord. I need to learn more. Sometimes he'll teach you direct just from his word. Sometimes he'll speak to you through your pastor. Sometimes he'll speak to you through other ministers. Sometimes he'll speak to you through other, even through nature, through examples, through things that are happening in your life. And he'll teach you some things. And he recently taught me something about faith that really helped. I know, I know it's, uh, you probably heard some of it before, but the angle that I'm coming at it tonight is a little bit, uh, a little bit different. And, and I, and it's been helping me a lot in my faith walk. Have you ever, have you ever, um, believed for something and, uh, you feel like maybe it's just a little bit too big but you know that the Lord prompted you. Are you listening now? I'm helping divide some stuff. Because in our circles, you need dividing on some stuff. Other churches don't even know what faith is. So it don't matter. I just teach the basics. But our church, it's not like that. So, you know, we've been taught faith comes by hearing. But it does not operate by hearing. How does it operate? By speaking. Obviously, you have to believe in your heart and say, yeah. right? Because faith is the believing. But when you believe in your heart, that, that's, not, that's not what gets the job done. That didn't get you saved, believing in your heart only. You had to confess, Jesus is my Lord, right? You had to say, fill me with the Holy Ghost. Thank you, I receive. So you got to say, it's not just believing, you got to say. So faith is of the heart, but it's also of the mouth. This is the word of faith, nigh thee, in thy heart and in thy mouth. So the word of faith is heart and mouth. The spirit of faith is also heart and mouth. But now we've learned that it doesn't operate by, doesn't, it comes by hearing, doesn't operate by hearing, operates by speaking. It's very important that you understand that. Now, uh, now we've also learned from, uh, from Romans 15, 13, that in your believing, there is peace and joy. So you know your measure of faith by where your peace and joy level is. Now, a lot of people, listen, what I'm telling you, that first statement, 90, 99% of churches don't know that first statement. Are you listening to me? 99% of churches do not know that first statement. That's why Dr. Sumrall, everywhere he traveled, he just taught faith. Most of the time, faith, and of course, healing and deliverance and other things. Dr. Dufresne, every time, not every time, but almost every time he was overseas, uh, he would say, we'd teach faith, because people don't understand it. So you take it for granted, but I'm saying most people don't know what we're talking about here. And so you can help teach other people with what you've learned. So you understand how it operates and you understand where your measure is at. Now, you know, you have a measure of faith because Romans chapter 12 talks about the measure of faith and not to think of yourself more highly than you ought to. Every man been given the measure of faith. I know different preachers say different things. And there's some arguments about that saying that everybody has the same measure and that that measure all grows. But obviously, and that's true. We all have a measure at the point of being born again. And that measure does grow. And but it grows at different rates for different people. Uh, I know people that are two years in the Lord that have more faith than people that have been 30 years in the Lord. It all is hinging on your word intake and your heart and your teachableness and how hungry you are. You, you're, you can grow your faith much faster the more hungry you are and the more teachable you are. 
And the more word, revelation of the word you get into you. If you're lackadaisical, it'll take you longer. So we know that there is a measure. We know that that measure is not inexhaustible. We know that that, that measure has to grow. That's why Dad Hagen said to Aretha, I can't, if you want the curtains in the kitchen, you believe for it because I, I've got, I, I got every, I got everything, the ministry, the everything. And, and I don't have any more on room on my faith plate. He didn't say it that way, but he just said, I can't believe for anything more. So that means faith is not inexhaustible. You can't just believe for everything. You can't just look at the mansion and say, I'm going to believe for that. That's, that's, that's ignorant people speaking. Because you're not sober about your measure and you're thinking more highly than you ought to think. So there's a humility about faith. Where am I at? How do you know? Romans 15, 13 tells us how you know. In your believing, joy and peace. So when you're reaching out the elastic band of faith and you're believing God for this, then and if, if it feels like kind of loose, like that's easy for me. I, I, I've got so much joy and peace about that. That's easy for me. Well, then reach a little bit further until that stretch goes a little bit further. But then you keep going the way you know it's too much is you keep going until the point where you start to sweat and the elastic band's going to snap. Then you know, I can't believe for that. It don't matter if other people can believe for that. I can't believe for that. Do you understand? Brother Jerry can believe for a million dollars a year to maintain his airplane. But Brother Greer can't. Brother Greer told me in the room and he says it publicly. Uh, It's not embarrassing. That's not to be ashamed of. He said, I knew my measure of faith was beyond the Cirrus. So he said, I'm looking to go into a King Air or into a Premier Jet or something that is that level. And he said, but the Lord said, you're not ready for that yet. Now that takes humility to be corrected of the Lord. See, sober, not thinking more highly than you ought to think about your own measure. Romans chapter 12. Do you need to look at that? Some of you looking at me like, what? What? I don't think that's in the Bible, Pastor. I don't think that's in the Bible. Oh, yes, it is in the Bible. So just you doubters, have a look with me, please. <laughs> Romans, uh, I like to push you a little bit. Romans chapter 12. Come on now. Romans chapter 12. Is it Romans 12? Verse 3. For I say, though, through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, every man that is among you, this is to every Christian. Not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. That's pride. But to think soberly as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. The measure of faith. That means you have a measure. Don't think more highly. If you're going too far, God, the Holy Ghost, who's your helper, will correct you. Don't be proud when I can do that, Lord. Don't do that. Because you're violating Romans chapter 12, verse 3, and you're going to get in trouble. And so he said to Randy, you can believe me for not that, but you can believe me for more than you've got because his elastic's a bit slack. So reach out now. You're going to snap the elastic if you believe for the next thing up. But but why don't you believe me for the interim level? See, God will take you in steps most of the time. And so he decided to go with the 421, which was a stretch of his faith, but it wasn't a breaking of his faith. But now he continues stretching his faith. And he said to me, I don't know. I'm certainly not going to be in this airplane right now as long as I was in the airplane I've just sold you, which was whatever, 10, 12, 15 years. He said, I'm not going to be in this one as long because my faith's growing at a faster rate now. And he said, it's not going to be that long, but I'm using my faith for this. And then I'm going to stretch it further because faith grows. It's called ever increasing faith. Jesus talked about, you have no faith. He talked about dead faith. He marveled sometimes and said, my God, you're, you're the most unbelieving group in, anywhere with Nazareth. But then he also marveled at the foreigner, at the Syrophoenician woman and said, great is thy faith. And to the also foreigner, the centurion, he said, I've not seen this kind of faith in the whole country of Israel. So he marveled at people's faith, which means if everybody has the same measure, but faith can be growing, it can be small, it can be great, it can be ever-growing, it can be, uh, it, it can be supersized. 
That obviously means faith has to be able to grow. How does it grow? By the revelation of the word. Your hunger determines how fast it grows. But you've got to be humble enough to recognize when you're not ready for something. I'm talking about a job. I'm talking about whatever it is, a house, a material things, whatever. You've got, you got to recognize where your faith is at and not get overextended. Do you understand? Not get overextended. With finances, you can get overextended and get in trouble. With healing, you can get overextended and just not get healed. But then that's a different kind of trouble, isn't it? Because you, you may need to get healed. Right? You usually are. But depending on how serious the issue is, that's why some people, I'm just going to stand my faith, but they don't have the measure. And then they wonder why they're not getting healed. And then this disease progresses where if they just humbled themselves, realized I'm not ready for this yet, that doesn't mean I'm a failure, and go to the doctor and get the surgery. We're not living in the dark ages. We have doctors that are like virtual geniuses. We've got machines that do the surgery for them. They were telling me about a guy in Switzerland who's on his computer with this thing and that, and, and that controls the machine through satellite in Dallas and they're doing heart surgery and brain surgery from Switzerland while he does it on an iPad. <laughs> There's still a higher way. That's the healing power of God. But if you're not ready for it, humble yourself and, and get help where help is offered. But that doesn't mean that you just always get help because you're lazy now in your faith and you turn to the doctor or the pill bottle for everything that you face because you have to grow in your faith. And the more you grow, no matter what it's for, the more you're going to get stronger in it. The more it's going to get stronger, you're going to get stronger. And then your elastic will start getting stretchy because you can now believe for more than you could believe before. Are you with me? Now, when you've got understood that and you're within your measure and you're not proud and you've humbled yourself before God and the mighty teacher, capital T, on the inside of you is teaching you and counseling you and showing you where your faith is at, what you can and can't believe for, and you know that it's growing. Are you with me? I'm saying all that to say this. He will, what happens then when you know where your measure's at, right? But he puts something out there for you to believe him for. And sometimes it's of necessity more than of luxury. It's just you have to, you, you, you have, to have the, not like you want this like a house. I'm, there's certain situations in life you, you, you have to have changed. And so, but they're big. But the Holy Ghost said, now do that. He can't counsel me if it does not within my measure. So he knows, are you listening? I'm trying to help you with this. A very important point that a lot of people miss. He knows that it is within my measure for that thing, but that thing might be so, I've got it by one, two fingers. I, I, I just barely got it. I don't have a strong grip and it's certainly not here because I got to pull it toward me as my faith grows. And sometimes he won't do it where you'll break the elastic band, but it is stretched sometimes just about as far as it can stretch. And your reach of faith is out just about as far as it can go. And those are not always the easiest moments because I prefer the Lord say, uh, hold your bottle, brother. Just hold it out in front of you. I prefer just like that. Just sit. I prefer the Lord say to me when the bottle's there, go ahead and take that now, son. And I go, I got it, Lord. Okay. Now, but sometimes the bottle's there and he says, now go ahead and take that. And I'm like, Lord, please just give me some more time. Go ahead and take that. But Lord, I just need some more time. Go ahead and take that. And I mean, I'm just barely got the cap, but I do got it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Is that within my measure? Yeah. But here, here, here's what God's been teaching me. And, and I'm saying this because faith is an ever learning subject. You never exhaust it. 
to the time where <laughs> we, we never exhausted. So we're always learning. But what the Lord's been dealing with me lately about is when you are reaching out and you got something, but you just barely got it, but it technically is within your measure because he can't lead you outside that measure because he knows you can take it. But I mean, you're just holding on to it. Now, listen now. Now you start believing for that item. Listen, listen, listen. The same way you believe for the item that's right here. Are you listening? You can't believe for the item out there the same way that you believe for the item here that you've got a strong grasp on because you don't have a strong grasp on the item out there. Now, the principles are the same. The mechanics are the same in many ways, but there is an element that is, that is different. Do you understand? If I'm believing for 40,000 for the church, now I'm telling you, if you listen tonight, this will give you an answer for the hard things that you can't seem to get working in your life. Because God's teaching me this, and it's very, very powerful, it's, but it's revealed. It's by revelation. You can't just, you got to let your, let, let your heart take this. You just can't, you can't process this in your mind only. Your heart has to get it and illuminate your mind by the Holy Ghost. Uh, there, there are things, if I'm believing for 40,000, and if that's a stretch for me, okay, that's a stretch for me to believe for that money for the church. I, I, I got that out there. I, I, I have a grip, but not as strong as I'd like on that. Do you think it's easier? I don't like to use the word easier, but I can't think of a better word. Is it easier for, believe, for me to believe for that one out there than it is to believe for 30,000 a week? Is it as easy? Why is it not as easy? I still, still within my measure, but the 30, I, I got it. I, I got it. And I've seen it manifest. I've got it. But this one, I got it but I haven't really seen it manifest yet. And so it's still out there in the invisible realm. And I'm still, my faith is bringing it into the natural realm where my eyes can see it and my senses can receive it. But I've got it, but I've got it just by not so much of a strength. So how I treat the one that I've barely got is the same principle, but it's a little bit of a different outflow in terms of how I use my faith than the one that I am very comfortable and assured on. You can be a little bit, not slack, that's the wrong word, but not as intense when you know you got something. But when you're reaching out, there's a stretch to it. It requires something just a little bit different. And that's what God's been talking to me about, that it requires something a little bit different from you and from your life. Because a lot of people, this is what they do. They're putting everything into the brown bag and they're shaking it all up. And they don't realize that there is a separation of revelation and doctrine. And you can't just say, well, I got it. I don't care if it's by two fingers or by my whole hand. I don't care if it's out there or here. I got it. Got it is got it is got it. And I'm just going to, this is mine. And you know, there's that kind of a cavalier confidence. But you know what I find with those people doesn't work for them. Doesn't work, right. It doesn't come to pass. Why? Because it's within their measure, <laughs> technically, but they're not, they're not thinking soberly, even though they've got it. They're not thinking soberly about the stretch. And the stretch requires some things. Different than when you don't have to stretch. 
And when you're stretching, usually you haven't seen it manifest yet. When it's here, it has manifested or it's in the process that you, at least you started seeing it manifest because your confidence is stronger. But out there, you don't have the the same confidence. You don't have the same grip because you haven't seen it actually happen yet. But that's what faith is all about is believing when you don't see it manifest. So you still got it, but it's on a weaker grasp. And so what you have to do in that season with the weaker grasp, although it's in your measure, is a little different than the stuff that you do when you're real, real confident. And so God's been dealing with me and he's been, now this applies to everything, finances, healing, your faith in general. But let me tell you something, uh, your dominion, because God's been dealing with me about demons more lately and your dominion over demons, don't separate that as a different category to your receiving finances. It's not, it's, they're different, but they operate by the same principles. Do you understand? Your, the way you get healed, the way you get rid of demons, the way you get finances, all operate by faith. They're all by the same principle. They're all by faith. So some people will try to separate out the demon stuff because it's got, well, that, that, that's some weird category out there. And I don't know, you, you need some gifts or something. I don't really know. But no, 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 no. Dad Hagen taught us that the ministry of casting out demons is under the umbrella of the ministry of healing. That's why it said that he went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil, which would include possessed. So whether you're sick in your mind or body, there can be a demon oppression on somebody, whether it's due to sickness or mental health or whatever is going on in their body, but a demon, not every case, but in some cases, a demon is enforcing that. And the ministry of healing sets them free from that evil power. That is still healing, even though it's demons. Do you understand? Demons can influence cells and organs. It's, but, but there's not every sickness is that, but some are. God's been dealing with me more about demonic stuff. And I believe it's probably because I'm about to go to Africa. But he's been talking to me more about that. About how demons are really under the same category as healing. Because you still have to set people free and that's under the healing ministry. So don't look at casting a demon out of somebody or, or in that scenario as different to receiving your own healing or receiving your own financial increase because it operates by faith. All of them operate by the same rules. Are you with me? Okay. So, uh, <laughs> so you got this concept where we can miss it very easily and we can become arrogant very easy. Well, I got it. And if I've got it, I've got it and got it and got it. And just cavalier and just say, devil, I bind you. And, and the louder you do it, the better you feel. Right. And if you sweat, then you know it's working and, and, and you work yourself up. Do you know what I'm saying? And, and you do this. And now listen now, because I was dealing with the situation a little while ago and, and, and the anointing came on me. And, and I was dealing with a demon in somebody's life and I was, I was ejecting it. Okay. And, uh, and, and, and it, and it worked to a measure, but it didn't work fully. And it bothered me. And I said, well, Lord, dominion is dominion is dominion. And he said, got it is got it is got it. Do you understand? You can say, I got it. That's a little different to, I got it. You can say, I've got dominion. It's a little different to, I've got dominion. Do you understand? You can say, I've got finances, a little distant to. So there, there are, within that same elastic band of faith, within that same measure, there's levels. 
And you can't treat all of them exactly the same or you will not be skillful without faith and dominion, which dominion is an extension of faith. I have dominion because I trust and believe God and I command you because I believe what I say will come to pass and I command you go, Mark eleven twenty three. That faith is dominion. They work together. They're just another way of saying it. So in other words, I thought, well, Lord, if I've got dominion, I've got dominion. And he showed me, he said, the way you're looking at the dominion is the way some, I don't look at regular faith, if I could put it that way. It's a bad way to say it. I don't look at finance faith, my healing faith this way. I know that if I've got it out there, it's not quite the same as if I've got it here. But for some reason, I cross over a boundary when it comes to dominion, and I think it's all in the jumbled bag all the same. And if I've, got a, if I've got dominion, I've got dominion. It doesn't matter whether it's out here and it's a big devil and it's a serious situation or whether it's here and it's a small devil and, I've, and I know I've got it. So he showed me, he said, you can't look at it that way because you won't be skillful. So he, I'm trying to make this say, you're not confusing you, am I? So I'm dealing with this situation. It's outside the church. There's nobody you know. Okay, don't look around and say, is that you? You know. <laughs> Wayne was looking at Lorraine and saying, was that you? Uh, no, 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 brother, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Happy it's not your wife, don't worry. It's outside the church, somebody that doesn't even come to our church. You know, sometimes people come and ask me for help and they don't even come to the church. And I have to be led by the Spirit because a lot of people do that and I can't just minister to everybody because I don't have enough time for our own congregation. And the congregation members come first. But there are, there are people that come and ask for help from time to time that aren't even part of us. And I have to pray about the leading of the Spirit because just because there's need, I'm not moved by need, I'm not led by need, I'm led by the Spirit. And there was lots of people in need. In fact, the man at the gate, beautiful, was in need. Jesus passed him every week for three and a half years. He never prayed for him. Because the Spirit never led him. The Spirit led Peter and John with the working of miracles, not Jesus. So you got to be led by the Spirit, not by need. Anyway, so, but sometimes people come. And so I, I was dealing with the situation. It was a pretty serious situation. It wasn't just like a little oppression. It was like mental insanity, like Cam H stuff. Okay, and, and it was a, it's more of a higher rank <laughs> to try to get that person free. Yes, and when demons are in people a long time, they don't want to let go as easy as if you can get them out quick. Yeah. This is a long-standing thing. So this is harder from that person. Not hard for God, but I mean, it, you, you, there's more of a fight that thing puts yeah. up. Do you understand? And so I, 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 the anointing came and I used my dominion or my faith. Mm-hmm. And I know the anointing was there and I know the power of God went out. And I know that something happened but it wasn't completely done and there wasn't full manifestation of freedom and that bothered me and I said, Lord, why did that, what's going on here? Because I really do believe. I've got my dominion. I believe that when I command it, it must obey me. And the Lord started dealing with me and he said, you believe. It's within your measure of faith. You have to be able to touch it and hold it even by fingertips. That's within your measure. If you can hold it, you technically believe. He said, you believe, but you don't believe enough. So then I throw scriptures at him. If you said, size of must seed, you can say this mountain will be there. You know, Lord, a little faith, a little faith is enough, Lord. You know, you, you can argue with him. He just goes quiet because you're stupid. He doesn't want to talk to stupid people. And that's not being humble. If you, if you throw scriptures at God, he won't talk to you. He knows them. He wrote them. You don't need to throw (laughs) scriptures at him. Just say, Lord, teach me. I don't understand what you mean. He said, you believe. You believe. You've got it. But you don't believe enough. So, okay, what you mean is, what he means is, 
my faith is not strong enough, hasn't developed enough, hasn't grown enough to handle that measure of problem. <laughs> so I can hold it out here, 40,000, and I'm believing, but if it's not fully working, I don't believe enough. But it is technically within my measure. So I said, okay, Lord, I just thought dominion was dominion was dominion. He said, well, you know, when you're believing for finances, it's not faith. It's not faith. Faith is not just faith. I got it. It's not just, I got it. I got it. There are differences. And if you're reaching out far, you're going to have to do something a little different than if you're not reaching that far. If you've never seen it manifest, you're going to have to do something a little different than if you have seen it manifest. But it's still all in the faith elastic. He said, dominion is faith. Dominion is the same thing. Demons are the same thing. Don't separate them like they're a special category. When you're dealing with strong cases, I wouldn't tell you to do it if you didn't have faith for it. But you're way out here, just on yonder, just barely got it. You're going to have to do something a little different than if you had a, some, a lighter situation that you know you can crush easily when it comes to demons. Are you with me? So I said, well, Lord, I... Okay, I mean, it's a change of thought for me because I didn't see it that way. I didn't see it that way. I thought dominion was like just across the board, but faith has all these different moving parts. Dominion is faith. So so it's not just across the board. It has moving parts to it. I I see he has to teach us these things. But he encouraged me. He said, don't worry because I got discouraged. The devil then, the devil's working. So he comes and immediately a thought comes to me, that person never be free. You failed. You failed them. You failed God. You failed the parents who were looking to you for help. You failed the kingdom of God. You failed Dr. Sumrall, who when he gets to heaven, he's going to say, what's wrong with you? You can't even cast out a simple men- mentally insane demon. You see, the devil will accuse. And so, so he's, I'm, I, and I, I know to answer, don't tell me to answer. I know to answer, but it's coming in a microsecond. It's all instantaneous. It's, I don't even have time to answer it because it's just like, like a minigun. Just like that, right? And, I, and, and, but, and I'm thinking, no, I, I, know I'm not a, I know I'm not a failure. I know I'm doing it the best way I can. But I started thinking, my God, is this person ever going to get free? I mean, okay, so the levels and okay, I don't believe, I don't believe enough. And how am I going to help them? If I, and I started just for a moment starting to feel like, huh, what am I going to do? Like, I, maybe I am a failure. I'm not, but I'm not listening to the devil, but I'm questioning myself. Can you understand? You can also take inner inventory of your own stuff. And you can, don't always think you're just the best thing since sliced bread because sometimes you're not. So I'm thinking that, but before I could even really process it for long, maybe just three or four seconds, the Holy Spirit, he's so kind. He's so kind. He's so kind. I heard him speak up real loud. I said, don't worry. He said, just say that. Don't worry, son. That devil's leaving. It's okay. You haven't failed. You haven't let anybody down. He said, at least you tried. Amen. Most people don't even try. He said, I'm proud of you for trying. Amen. He said, and don't worry, it's going to leave, but you're going to have to do something. Yeah. What? Give bigger in the SAP? What do I have to do? <laughs> what, what do I have to do? What do I have to do? He said, you've got to do something. Because earlier he said, you don't believe enough. Right. So he said, you've got to do something. And in my mind, I'm not connecting the two words yet. I'm not connecting dots. And I said, what? And he said, believe more. Yeah. Yeah. Believe more. <laughs> How am I supposed to see we overcomplicated? Now we think it's some kind of aviation formula, which I barely understand. Right? Now I'm overcomplicated. What do you mean believe more? How am I supposed to believe more? You see, we're not we're not concentrating. And he said, You're kidding. You you know you're asking me how to believe more? You know how to believe more. 
You need to get more in the Word and more revelation from the Word, and that will produce more faith. And then while you got it, uh, your faith, your grip on that will get stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger, and you'll start pulling it toward you. And just like finances or just like your own physical healing, when it comes to setting people free, you've got to get to the place where you believe sufficiently. Remember, he said, you don't believe enough. Well, what do I do? Don't worry. It's going to be fine. Everything's, that devil's going to leave. Well, 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 how? Believe more. If I don't believe enough, I need to believe more. That's kind of logical. You with me? How do I do that? You know how to do that. And then he said, now, listen, uh, take your time. That's good, yeah. Take your time. See, God's not in a, he doesn't push you and make you feel wasted and make you feel useless. He doesn't do that. He's not like that. He said, now take your time. And so uh, I said, okay, Lord, I, I believe I know what you're talking about. You're talking about meditation. You're talking about, for those of you that don't speak sp- French and Spanish, that means meditation. I know not everybody's trilingual like me, you know. Taco, burrito. I can speak Spanish. I can do it. You watch. <laughs> Quesadilla, I'm telling you, I'm bilingual. It's almost bilingual. <laughs> what are I saying? See, I got in the flesh and I've got off my train of thought. Meditation. Thank you, Sailor. Thank you, brother. Meditation. I said, Lord, you're talking about meditation, aren't you? And he said, uh, he said, yeah. And he said, listen to me. I'm trying to help you. He said, most people, including you, he's rebuking me. Most people, including you, now, he said it, but I know what he means. He'll talk to you the way you understand and the way you talk. He doesn't talk to you in King James. Now, I sometimes say, don't poo-poo. That's just a little, you know, a little phrase sometimes. People, don't poo-poo, meaning don't, like you just dismiss, ca- cavalierly dismiss. But he said, he said now, d- most people, including you, poo-poo. I knew what he meant because that's how, what a phrase I use. He said, poo-poo, meditation. Like, whatever. Or if you're from California, whatever. You're really good at imitating that. Your daughters are excellent. Whatever. They're not, they, they just do it as a joke. They don't actually talk that way, but I love it when they talk that, like the Valley Hill girls, whatever. Uh, whatever. Like, uh, and he said, most people, including you, poo-poo meditation, like it doesn't really matter. Like it's just another thing on my already long list of things to do for God. I mean, I've got to write my tithe check. I got to get dressed and not smell. I got to get there on time. Like, OMG, give me a break. That's enough. Then they want me to lift my hands. Then they want me to serve. Then they want me to go up to Oasis and summarize. Are they nuts? Now they want a special annual pro. Like, enough is enough, Pastor Craig. I've got enough things to do. I got to get back on Facebook. I've got enough things to do. I don't have time to add this little, I don't know, meditation, whatever. It's just another thing. He said, most people, including you, dismiss it as though it's not important. He rebuked me. And he said, but it is one of the most important things you can do. Now, Randy's just come and taught on this. But the Lord said, talk, speak on it tonight again. Obviously, it means I need to hear it more and you need to hear it more. He said, it's one of the most important things that you can do. Why? It's don't, don't get out of your mind this little sidebar, whatever. I guess it's another thing I've got to do. You don't think of it that way. What meditation actually does is it causes your faith. 
It causes the word to drill down into your spirit. It causes revelation to start to sprout. It causes that revelation starts enlightening your mind, the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him that you eyes of your understanding would be enlightened. Your understanding starts seeing things. Revelation starts coming. And as you get more revelation, what happens? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the revelation of the word, the rhema word, not just the logos word. You don't get faith. Just by you get faith by when it gets in you. When you do that, that powerful process of meditation, when you do that, what's happening is the end result of it is faith is coming up stronger. Why is that so important? Because when God has you believing for things that are a little bit further than you're comfortable, but it's still in your faith measure, but it's a stretch and most Christians don't want to be stretched. They don't, they want to keep everything comfortable. But when it's a little bit beyond your, your, your comfort level, it's still in your measure, but it's a stretch. Now you need, you need to, well, is, is it really coming to pass, Lord? I, I've got it, but is it really coming to pass? Well, it probably isn't coming to pass fully yet. Why? Believe more. How do you believe more? Meditate more. Don't be in a rush. Meditate more. And the Lord was so kind to me. He said, don't worry, the devil's still going to be there. The devil's not going anywhere. He wants to be there. He's the one that wants to stay. He's not the one that wants to leave. You don't have to worry. He'll still be there. But the way he said it was humorous to me because it's like he, he's so non-religious, the way he talks, the way you wouldn't think he, oh, come on, my son, thou son, stand up on thy feet, run toward the enemy. He didn't talk to me that way. He was very, very normal, very casual and very encouraging and not stressing me out because I was feeling already stressed out that I didn't have full in the, what area that I wanted to have full. And he said, don't worry, it's not going anywhere. You take your time. You take your time and you meditate. Now, you're not going to meditate on scriptures about heaven if you need to cast out a devil. Right? Don't meditate on the four horsemen if you need healing in your stomach. The four horsemen aren't going to help you. Right? Don't meditate on whatever, Paul's afflictions, if you want to be healed. You've got to meditate on healing scriptures, on finance scriptures, on dominion scriptures for whatever the category. And he said, it's not going anywhere, son. You'd, now, now, he doesn't want me to slack because that person's tormented. He wants that person to be free. But he also knows there's nobody else to help them but me, at least not right now. But believe me, if they could have found somebody, they would have. And they've taken them to many churches and the pastors just look at them and go, I can't help you. So th there's not that many people out there that can help. And, and he wants that person free. But what he wants more than anything is for them to really be free. And that means I have to go through a process of believing more so that I get a better grip on that thing. So that the next time I stand in front of that demonized person, I have full manifestation instead of partial. <laughs> and so I said, well, Lord, what did anything happen? Because I felt the anointing and I used the dominion that I thought was full, but I guess I blew the dominion that I, that I had, which was enough that I thought was full, but it wasn't full because you're saying believe more or in other words, get more dominion, no, get revelation more in your dominion. I said, well, did anything happen? And the Lord said to me, he said, sure. I said, what? Because the thing didn't leave. So I'm inquisitive, Jenny. 
And I want to know. You know the situation I'm talking about. And I said, did anything happen? And he said, yes. He said, you held it off. And he said, that person would have killed themselves if you hadn't held it off. Because part of it is suicidal. I said, what? He said, your dominion at the level that it was at, your believing, same as dominion, at the level that it was at, wasn't strong enough to eject it because you needed more faith for that. But you needed to grow and believe me more in that area. But it was strong enough to break its tentacles enough to have it stand off just a little bit. That person didn't kill themselves. But he said, now, that's not enough. I want that person totally free. But in order for you to do that, you have to believe more. In other words, get a better grip on that. How are you going to believe more? You're going to meditate more. What are you going to meditate on? Judas hung himself? No. You're going to meditate on Jesus wept? All all the shortest scriptures in the Bible? No. I'm going to meditate on I give you keys. And whatsoever thou by shall bound on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. The gates of hell shall not prevail against my church. That's one scripture. And I got about four or five of them. And he said, now you're going to meditate on those. And you're going to meditate on those. And you're going to meditate on those. And don't be in a rush because the devil ain't going anywhere. But don't waste time either because I don't want that person unnecessarily tormented. But it's more important you take your time. And that you get this strong so that when you stand again, you have full instead of half. You're going to meditate on it. You're going to meditate on it day and night. You're going to meditate on a day and night. You're going to meditate on a day and night. You're going to meditate on a day and night. Not because Brother Randy told you to do triple seven, but because if you don't, you can't get answers. We, ex- we, we dismiss what he says. Well, that's just another thing I've got to do. But you don't realize that what he said is what will get you your answers. It will get you answers because it will cause your faith to grow. And without faith, you can't get anything done. Nothing. And your faiths aren't always strong enough. You don't believe enough to get every problem you're facing done. (laughs) So he said, you got to meditate more. You got to meditate more. You got to meditate more. Okay. It couldn't be that simple. Do I have to fast? If I tell you to fast, if I don't, don't. But the key is meditating. Fasting doesn't bring you faith. Fasting puts your flesh under so you can be more sensitive to God. And so it's good to fast. And Jesus said this kind comes out not by prayer and fasting because it's the meditating on the word and the praying, dealing with it in the spirit and fasting allows you to go deeper and further unhindered. So, so we know that oftentimes with demons, you need to fast. But he said to me, if I tell you to fast, if I don't, don't. But the key is, I need you to meditate. I need you to get it, get it inside you. Get it inside you, son. Get it inside you. You know the scriptures, you've got them memorized. You even believe them, but you don't believe them enough. Oh my God, that rocked me. I thought I believed him fully. My God. So I can go on that bridge and I can deal with the troll? but I can't deal with a demon in a person's mind, Lord. And he said to me, it's easier to deal with dr- trolls than it is demons in people's minds. Because the troll isn't, isn't possessing somebody. Their location, you can move them to a different location that is not as challenging as when a demon gets a hold of a person, a human being, not a bridge. An organic, sentient being. 
when they feel they own that person and they get a hold of that person, they, they're harder to move out of a person than they are from a bridge or from a haunted house. Haunted houses are much easier than casting out devils out of people who the devil's got a hold of that person. So he said there's different levels even in deliverance. There's different, there's different things. There's different, there's different strengths. There's different situations. And he said, you believe. Yes, you do believe, but you don't believe enough. How are you going to believe more? Meditate more and you'll believe more. Pray more in the Holy Ghost, you'll believe more. Because praying in tongues doesn't bring you faith, but it strengthens the faith you have. Jude verse 20. Beloved, building up yourselves in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. It doesn't bring you faith, the Word brings you, but the faith you do have, it will make it stronger. I have a muscle, but the more I work it out, that muscle becomes stronger. Do you understand? So he said, now, you, are you with me on this important point? He said, you know, meditate. And I said, well, Lord, thank you. Now, that's all I needed. And then, but he gives, he's so kind. It didn't happen the same day. Sometimes it takes a day or two. Sometimes it's at very unusual moments that I'm not expecting it. But then he'll keep teaching me on this same subject to give me more, more, more backing, more firepower, more revelation. Do you understand? And so, uh, Pastor Nancy sent me something. Now, she didn't probably have any clue that I needed to see this. She just sent it to me because she was on her rest day and, and she found this very obscure book that is not even in print anymore by Oral Roberts and she was reading it and she got excited and she sent me a few quotes by it. And now, she just sent it to be kind to me and I so appreciate it, but she didn't know. I needed to see one of those quotes more than any of the other quotes. It was, it was God speaking to me and helping me through her. See, God will do that. That people don't even know and I didn't tell her. I just said, thanks so much. It really ministered a lot to me. And so I want you to put up one of these quotes. In all my ministry through the years, when God finally showed me his plans, his time, it's been remarkable how faith would rise within me and I would have this knowing. And I could speak in Jesus' name to the devil and say, devil, take your hands off God's property. And it would be done. But until I could reach that knowing of faith, in my heart, the devil could hinder. Now, this is a, this is a titan. This is a general. This is a five-star general speaking. And uh, we say, it's so easy. Devil, take your hands off. But uh, he can still hinder. In other words, he doesn't take his hands off fully. Until what? Until you reach the knowing of faith. You see that? The knowing of of faith. Within me, I would have this knowing. It's a knowing. It's not just doctrine in your mind. It's a knowing that goes down to your very cells. It's a knowing. Now, when I said come out, I believe and I know, but I don't know enough. I don't believe enough. I don't have enough faith because true knowing, Pastor Happy, is true faith that goes into your cells. It goes so deep. It It's possesses you for lack of a better word. If you remove that, you'd remove your own being. It's part of your DNA structure when you're truly in that kind of faith. There's a knowing to it. Now the Lord used that quote and he said, now you see, he's talking about devils. <laughs> now he says, now you see God used, he knows what I'm going through. So he used that quote from R. Roberts who's in heaven today. But quotes can still help us. Words can still help us. They're eternal. Those words, they last. They'll go through because it's about, it's based on scripture. And so this helped me so much because even the great Oral Roberts would command the devil in Jesus' name and he would believe. 
but it would only partially work and the devil would still problem, do problems. I say go, it partially goes. Well, thank God he didn't kill himself, but that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for complete freedom. Partially go, why? Because he, when he, obviously when he says take your hands off and the devil still hinders, why? He didn't have the full knowing of faith. He didn't, he, he believed, but he didn't fully know. It wasn't, he needed to believe and know more. I don't mean no more like with knowledge. I mean the knowing in your heart, the believing in your heart had to be greater. And he said, when that knowing was full, when the cup rose full, the devil could not stand against you. Sickness cannot stand against you. Financial lack cannot stand against you. You want to know how to get prayers answered? If you just, you got to renew your mind and you got to build your faith and that only comes by meditating. Hallelujah. This really helped me. Everybody's afraid of making a negative confession. Oh, don't say the devil could hinder. Stop being a weirdo. If the devil can hinder, the devil can hinder. You might as well tell it to me so that I'm not wondering what I did wrong. Because the devil hinders a whole lot more than most people admit. And things don't happen as easily in that spiritual realm as everybody makes it seem. Because I'm very plain and I'm not going to exaggerate. And if it's hard, I'm going to tell you it's hard. I'm not going to make it seem like, oh, this is so easy. Some things are darn right tough. And everybody makes it sound like it's so easy. Just snap your fingers. And I'm telling you, when you learn about who the devil really is, a little snap of your fingers don't work most of the time. It doesn't. And if you think it does, you're deluded. Or you're dealing with such low-level devils, they're just afraid of their own shadow plus your shadow. When you deal with anything higher than them, they're not afraid of you as much as you think they are. And you've got to understand some principles and laws of the spirit. And you've got to have your faith to the full measure of knowing. And when you get to that place, they cannot stand before you. And to get into that place takes a little bit of time. Takes a bit of time. Have a look, please, if you would be so kind at some scriptures, since I can feel the stares and the burnings of people. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. Praise God. First, let's look at Jeremiah 17, verse 7. But if you don't have an amplified classic or a new living, then I'll just read it to you. <clears throat> what does I say? Jeremiah 17. What did I say, Jenny? 17, 7. Uh, just, this is simple, but just read it with me. I'll read it from the New Living. Blessed are those who trust in the Lord. What is trust? Faith. Yeah. We could say blessed are those that have faith. Yeah. And have made the Lord their hope and confidence. Remember that word confidence. Can you remember that word confidence? When you're confident about something, you believe. Yes. Yes. When you're doubtful, you don't have confidence. Right. Self-confidence is believing in yourself. Confidence of God is believing in God and his word. Now from the Amplified Classic translation, it says, most blessed is a man who believes in, trusts in, relies on the Lord, and whose hope and confidence is the Lord. Are you with me? Now, I want you to read please with me Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 35. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 35. Very important. Hebrews 10, 35. And it says in the Amplified, do not therefore fling away your fearless confidence. 
for it carries a great and glorious compensation of reward. For you have need of steadfast patience and endurance, so that you may perform and fully accomplish the will of God, and thus receive and carry away and enjoy to the full what is promised. I'm going to read that from the New Living, from the, from the New Living if that's okay. The New Living... It says, what did I say, 35? So do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it brings you. Patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that he's promised. In other words, confidence, don't cast away your faith. Because if you keep believing and trust God in faith, that's confidence, you're going to see it's going to come to pass. Your faith will end in sight. Whatever it is you're believing for is going to happen. Whether it's money, demons, whatever, it's going to happen. So we see here, I want you to bring, I want to bring a correlation in your mind. The word confidence is, is equating, it's in the same family as the word faith. Because when you trust or believe, you have confidence. Yes, Are you with me? Yes. Now, in the King James, please, have a look with me. You can look at another translations if you want, but I'm just saying I'm reading it from the Kings. And it says there in the book of 1 John, chapter 5 and verse 14, whosoever, sorry, and this is the confidence that we have in him confidence. See that? If we ask anything, according as well, he hears us. And if we know, confidence is knowing. Faith is knowing. Confidence equals faith. But he said, and I know. If we have confidence, we know. If we have faith, we know. What did he say here? He said, the knowing of faith. This is scriptural. This is not just his quote. This is based on scripture. And therefore we, and if we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions we've died of him, desired of him. Why? Because of our confidence, our faith makes us know. The more you believe, the more you'll know. The more you have faith, the more you'll know. He tried with the little bit of knowing and faith he had and the devil hindered. But when he got to the point where he had full knowing, Full confidence, full assurance, full in his heart of hearts, I know that I know. And that only comes by meditating. Then he could say, devil, take your hands off. And the devil would obey without any further hindrance. Then you can say, come out of that person, and he will come out fully. Then you can say, body, be healed, and your body will line up. Then you can say, money, I command you to come, and that money will come. The problem is we've got Christians trying to claim all this stuff with half knowing, half believing. But it's in my measure, Pastor. I know it's in your measure, but it's probably out yonder, and you've got to start believing more so that you get a better grip on that baby. This is hope, my brother and sister. What God is trying to tell you is it doesn't matter what you're asking him for. It doesn't matter how big it is as long as it's within your measure. That's the caveat. You know, that's, that, that's the disclaimer. But even if you've barely got it, or if he's asking you something that you can't even take yet because it's two feet in front of you, but just give yourself a little bit of time because your faith's growing. Your faith's growing. And one day, you'll grab a hold of that baby. No matter what he prom- promises you, even if it's out of your measure today, but it's a promise for the future. Or what he tells you to do today, because it's within your measure today. No matter what he says, yes. 
You just have to know that he's saying it to you. Notice he said, in his plans and his time. Because half the things are not his plans that people ask, and they're not his time. So the qualification is it's got to be his plan and in his time. But just because it's his plan and his time still means the devil doesn't get to listen to everything you say. You've got to get the knowing. The knowing of faith. You've got, you, no matter what he prompts, no matter what he tells you to do, it's going to happen. If you'll meditate and get the knowing. Even if he promised you something else in the future that you don't even have faith for. Just keep walking in your faith walk toward that direction. Because one day God will say, it's within reach now. Wasn't within reach three years ago, but it's within reach now. Reach out and say that, okay, but now it's no matter what, even if it's a promise, Jenny, if he, if he said it, if he said it, it's guaranteed if I meditate and get to the knowing. He does his part. I have to do my part. Stop reaching out and trying to believe for everything around you without knowing. Half knowing gets half results. Half believing gets half results. Half faith gets half results. We don't want half. We want full. 75% faith gets 75% results. Pastor, I just don't see it working. Because you're not meditating. It doesn't matter the color of your skin, your age, how newly you are saved, how old you're saved, what culture you're from, what side of the tracks you're from. Get over it. It doesn't matter. You're not that important. No, I'm serious. Well, well you know, like, I don't know about... I, no, it works for everyone. It works for everyone. God is no respecter. It works for everyone. The only reason it works for some more... And then others is because some have a knowing of faith and others have a half knowing of faith or 10% knowing of faith. And then as a second example, he reminded me of Dad Hagen with Pat's thing on her eye. This is the faith man. Did he just immediately say, I command you? Why? He was not thinking more highly than he ought. Even as the faith man that everybody looks to, he had to look in himself because he's traveling, he's tired. I mean, your physical tiredness affects what you can believe God for. Pressure you're under mentally can affect how much your faith is operating or not. Do you understand? All of this stuff affects it. And he's believing for, remember he was driving bald tires. He's believing for tires. He's believing for gas. He's believing for offerings. He's on the road. He's missing his wife. He's having to stay pure, keep his thoughts pure. I mean, there's a lot of things going on. And so he recognized, see, I love it. He wasn't so, well, I got this. He said, Lord, let me take it. Let me take, let me take a, what do you call it, Jenny? Inventory of, okay, where am I? You know what? There's just a lot going on. I just, the Holy Ghost will help you. You only got half knowing. Now, if you say it right now, half of it will work. And then she's still going to have to go get the surgery on the other half. So don't rush. The growth will be there later. You see, the devil's not going anywhere. The growth's not going anywhere, Brother Hagen. No rush. So now you try to do this. You, you can't. We think the seven triple seven thing is hard, which takes 30 minutes or less. And if you're a slow reader, it takes 29 minutes. Read it seven times. That doesn't take very long. And don't read it from the Amplified, because then you might be there for 40 minutes. <laughs> Okay, 
not the Amplified, just a short version. Just, or you, if you do, then just admit that you're going to be there for longer than 30 minutes. But you do 7, 7, 7 is 7, 14, 21. And then you've got however many minutes it takes to read it. Seven times, 21 times you're reading it. Right? So it doesn't take that long. 30 minutes or less. Now, we, we think, oh, my God, that is just like, oh, my, OMG, like, I'm going to just be like, like a saint if I do that. Like, I just, I'm just going to be like the most powerful Christian in the world if I do that. Like, this is like, this is so much to ask of me, but I just can't believe it. Like, I can't believe I'm doing it. Yeah, well, you, before you tap yourself on the back too much, Dad Hagen did it for three nights, one hour, not 30 minutes, one hour sleep, one hour awake, meditating on scripture, healing scriptures and dominion scriptures. Went to sleep for one hour, which is a nap. Got up, meditated for another hour. Went to sleep for an hour, got up, meditated for another hour. He did that four hours meditating, four hours sleeping for three nights. That's 12 hours of meditation in three days. So don't think your half an hour is shooting the moon. Because the great faith man needed 12 in three days, four hours a day. God says that because he knows most people won't take the time. They just go to get surgery. But if you really want the power of God, or maybe you're in a place where you need the power of God because there is no surgery, or there is no help with CAMH, and you need the power of God to set somebody free. If you're desperate enough, you won't care about the 30 minutes of triple seven. In fact, you'll be happy to do the four hours of Dad Hagen's triple seven. Yeah, Are you with me? I'm just saying like we get lulled into that we're just these great Christians. But when you look at what the generals did who had more faith than us, if he was doing it for four, I need to do it for 40. I mean, it makes you twitch just thinking about it. If Kenneth Hagen needed four hours times three, how much does Craig need? Not 30 minutes. But Brother Randy, God is using Brother Randy to get you to get the engine to turn over and go. It's just starting your engine. You haven't shot the moon. You haven't even started driving yet. You're certainly not on the 401 and you're not even close to the Autobahn. You've just started the engine at 30 minutes. You've got to talk to people straight, Jenny. Because you want something from God, it's going to take time. It's going to take effort. It's going to take energy. It's going to take some sleepless nights at times if he leads that way. It might take fasting if he leads that way. But no matter how you cut it, it takes hours. And he said, now Jenny, he helped me. He said, he, having more faith than you, did this much for a little growth. What do you think you need to do to cast out a devil of somebody's mind that wants to kill themselves? I'm not saying things are bigger or smaller, but I'm just saying if it took the giant faith man four hours for a little growth because he was worn down and tired. He says, are you worn down? Yeah. Are you tired? Exhausted. Because I'm doing this course and it's taking every waking moment plus my regular life, plus my kids, plus the church. Plus travel. Do you understand? Like, I'm going through a pressure cooker season right now. He said, are you tired? Yeah. Are you, are you, are you, God talks to me, honestly. He said, if it took him four hours to deal with a little growth for three days, and he had more faith than you. 
He was further ahead than you are today. What do you think it's going to take you? It's going to take you some time. But don't worry. The devil's not going anywhere. He'll wait for you. The devils are patient. They'll wait because they don't want to leave, but they're going to leave because I know how to get it now. So, Oh, Roberts. See, he gave me the instruction, but then he layered it with, ins- with further help. Oh, Roberts. Dad Hagen's Sodori, which really helped me because I'm tired like he was, so it meant something to me more than normally it would. And then he said, now, he said, now, do you feel it's impossible? In this situation, like, it seems almost impossible to get this person where they need to be. Because, I mean, they're so far gone. They've rejected God. They've rejected this. They've just, it's just, they're so far gone. And they're not, they're not, I don't have authority in their life. They're not living in my house. I'm not their parent. I don't have that access to them like the parent is, but the parent don't, doesn't, know, doesn't know much. So I can't, and I said, Lord, it feels like it's impossible. It feels like it's impossible. And, and then he used Randy's story here this last week so much to help me. And Randy had something impossible. Parole in the month of none. It's impossible. It's not possible. And he said, now you walk that yard and you speak these scriptures until it gets in you, until you get a knowing. And he did it for hours and hours and hours until he got the knowing. And then when he had the knowing, the Holy Ghost said, now speak to the gate. Oh my God. Because when you meditate it take, and praying in the Holy Ghost, it takes you to another place in the spirit. Now speak to the gate. Now I command you. Now you see, now full knowing of faith, the devil can't hinder you. Impossible? Yes. But he said it. And in the spirit, something changed. But it took three, four, actually two months and 27 days to manifest in the natural. From the time the day he said it, I asked him, I like to know exact figures. It took him two months and 27 days from the time he spoke it until the time the warden said, uh, you've just got your unconditional parole. An impossible situation. And I said, Brother Randy, how much did you continue? He goes, oh, I, I, I meditated for a while until it was in me knowing. Then I commended it. But he said, then I never commanded it a second time. Because you'll show the devil you didn't believe it the first time. He said, but you've got to know that you know that you know before you command because you shouldn't command again because he'll know you don't believe. And when you really know, you don't need to command again because you know you believe. Then he said, for two months and 27 days, I never once commanded again. I would pace the yard and say, Lord, I thank you. I see the gate opening. I praise you. I glorify you. I'm going out. I'm going out. The gate opens before me and I'm going out. You're going to do a miracle. Thank you for the miracle. I call the miracle done. Two months and 27 days, praise, 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 praise. And if there was needed, intercessory prayer, if it's needed, which the Holy Ghost will show you if you need it. But he did not speak until he knew. And he could not know in half faith at the moment God said, believe me and speak, because he wasn't ready. Just like I wasn't ready when God said, go cast the devil out of that young man. So what I should have done is wait, but I didn't know. So I rushed ahead to help the person, but that's not always skillful. But he was smart enough to know, don't say to the gate until you know. Because then you'll keep wondering, did it work? And then doubts come, and then you start saying it again. I command you. Now the devil's got you. See, they don't believe. You wait till, don't say it till you know. 
It don't matter if it takes a long time, the gate's still going to be closed tomorrow. The growth's going to be there tomorrow and the devil's going to be there tomorrow. The problem is not going anywhere, so take your time. You meditate until you know. Are you with me? I'm trying to help you. Have you ever seen Olympic riflery? There's actually a thing where they do sharpshooting in the Olympics. Now, have you ever seen the Olympic guy when the thing's over there and the, and the panel of judges are there and they want to see, you know, you go to a certain distance back and then further back and then further back and the closest one to the bullseye is the one that wins the gold medal? Have you ever seen the guy there put his rifle down with the judges watching and then do the quick silver straw? Have you ever seen that? I don't have time. I got to go to BK. My, my, my wife, or I got to go for a date, or I got to, I'm tired. I don't have time. Just, let's just get this over with. Have you ever seen that? No, because is not going to get it in the bullseye. What they do is they sit there. They check wind readings. They're looking through that scope. They're doing mathematical formulas because everything is precise to a hundredths of an inch. And they take time and they take time. And then it's between respiratory pause and you can't, you got to hold your breath and it's between even heartbeats. I'm serious. You don't even fire on your heartbeats. You wait for respiratory pauses. You don't breathe, but heartbeats, you fire between the heartbeats because every minute thing can affect the orientation of that bullet when you're doing long-term shooting. You fire before between heartbeats. I know because a guy told me that once. He was a professional sniper. And so, you know, there is a preparation. You don't just with the devil. Pew. Dad Hagen didn't with the growth. Pew. A lot of you are going, pew, 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 and you wonder why it ain't working. You wonder why you missed the target. You wonder why you hit the referee and didn't even hit the guy. The referee's lying dead. And you haven't even got anything near the target because you're just, a, I just need, I don't know, I don't know. I go to promise of life. I just know everything. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious. Yes. <laughs> Slow down. The target's still going to be there. Slow down. Prepare. Take your wind readings. Wait for respiratory tar. Wait for between the heartbeat. Do everything you know to do. Meditate, 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 and you don't pull the trigger. What you don't pull it, you gently squeeze. There can't be no movement. Gently squeeze. You do every prep so that that bullet hits the target. Slow down. You, the guy don't squeeze it, Jenny, till he knows. He knows, and it goes where it's supposed to go. Don't say it until you know. You're like a sniper. You're not in the Wild West. You're in the Olympics. You don't have a Colt revolver. You've got a professional sniper rifle. Take your time. Get your focus. Meditate until you know. Until you know. Until you know that you know that you know that you know. And then when you think you know, you ask, Holy Ghost, do I know? And if he says, no, you don't, then don't think you're more highly than you ought. And say, okay, I'll keep meditating more. Until one day he says, now say it. Now say it. Now say it. Pastor Nancy did that same principle, but through praise. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Now speak to that demon. But I've been speaking to it for a year and a half. Not from this place you haven't. 
So that same principle of praise, because she's meditating on the word while she's doing that, but praise can take you there. But I'm focusing on the meditation of the word because God said to Joshua, I could have you open it, but for sake of time, I won't. This book of the law should not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate therein. Meditate therein. Day, night, day, night. It consumes you, Joshua. Meditate day and night that you may observe to do it because you can't just think about it. You've got to live it. Then, 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 after you've done all that, after you've meditated and obeyed, then you'll make your way prosperous. Then you'll have good success. For me, then the devil will come out. For Dan Hagen, then the growth will fall off. For you, then the money will show up. However you want to call it, it's in the, you'll prosper and have good success. That is on the other side of the equal sign. Put whatever applies to you on the other side of the equal sign. Lord, I'm believing for a mate. That's on the other side of your equal sign. That's your prosper and good success. But you better know, buddy. You better know. Not be spraying bullets. Well, praise God, I believe I receive it. You come to me in Jesus' name. And I don't know what else, but just everybody listen to me. <laughs> but all the devils listen to me. And then after it don't work for six months, you're like, well, maybe I'll go on plentyoffish.com because it don't work anyway. Now, I'm not saying you can't go on Plenty of Fish, but I'm saying only go if God tells you to go. If God says go to Plenty of Fish, go. But if God don't say go to Plenty of Fish, then just believe him. But you see, it's just... And then you're like, this don't work. But I thought I had faith. I'm all confused. And then you're crying. And then you're calling Taylor for counseling. And he's like, Taylor, I'm trying. Does it work? I don't know what I'm doing. And the Taylor's going to say, just listen. To April 26. And I will close. It's 9.09. I thank you, Taylor. No, I appreciate it. I do. I, I, I will read you two last scriptures and we'll close. They're both from the book of Mark. Read with me quickly now. Mark, please, chapter 30 seconds. I know you're tired. 30 seconds. Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. I'm trying to help you because God's helping me. Mark 5, 36, there is hope, my brother and sister. Nothing is impossible. Mark 5, 36, as soon as Jesus heard the word spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, they said, the daughter's dead. Leave the master alone. Be not afraid, only believe. Oh my God. If things don't look like they're working out for you, the word, to God, or for God to, the word from God to you is, don't be afraid. Just believe. How, Lord, how do I believe more? Meditate, praise, and pray in the spirit. But meditate primarily. Hallelujah. Things don't always look like they're working, Jenny. Looks like it's impossible for this poor guy, right? Jairus never seen anybody raised from the dead. Jesus never raised anybody from the dead yet. This is his first one. The last one that raised from the dead was the guy that threw in the pit with Elisha and his bones, which was hundreds of years before. Nobody in 10 generations has seen anybody raised from the dead. And when they say she's dead, there is no hope. It is as impossible as parole in the month of none. <laughs> Things can look impossible. And Jesus said, don't you be afraid. Just believe me. How do I believe? How do I believe more? Meditate more. And lastly, go over four chapters to chapter 9 and verse 23. And it says this. 
And oft times it casts him into the fire, this is a lunatic boy, and into the waters to destroy him. But if you can do anything and have compassion on us, help us. And Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. This is not me saying it. This is not a motivational speaker saying it. This is not even the great Titan Oral Roberts saying it. This is someone greater than all of them. This is the Lord Jesus Christ in red telling you. This is for you. This is not just for this man, it's for you. He's saying to you, all things are possible. Don't matter how hard it looks, how impossible it seems, how long you've been facing it. It don't matter. It's possible. If you will believe, that's the criteria, that's the condition. How do I believe? Meditate. Meditate, pray in the spirit, and praise. Can you remember those three simple things? Meditate. You've got to start with meditating. It will flow like a river into praying in the spirit. And then it will move from there into a praising God. Now, this is after you've commanded it, you praise, but sometimes even leading up to the commanding it, as you're getting the knowing of faith, like Pastor Nancy did, you can get into that praise realm, which will help you take, go take you to another place. Meditate, pray in the spirit and praise. And you will get to the place where the knowing of faith grabs you. It infuses you. It infuses you. It's a part of you. You can't remove it from you. If you removed it, you'd remove yourself. It's, it's, it's connected. It's intertwined. It's part of your cells. It's part of your DNA. It is you. And then the Holy Ghost says, say it now. Oh, my God. You see, listen, everybody focuses on the commanding. You build this big thing up. Are you ready? In the name of Jesus. And you just hyper. What the focus is not the saying, although you have to. The focus is the meditating and the prep. Because when you know, you can whisper. And he will listen to you. See, we focus so much on the delivery on the squeezing the, the gun, the bullet, squeezing the trigger. We, we, that's our focus. But for the sniper, that's the last thing. All the prep goes before. For us, it's not the I command you. For us, it's not the money cometh. For us, it's not the body line up. For us, it's not that. That is the, you got to do that. But it's all the prep. It's the, our focus is the meditating, 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 knowing, knowing. When I get to that point, I don't care how I say it. I don't care how loud I say it because it doesn't matter how loud, how short, how small, how, it doesn't matter if I whisper, if I scream, if I say it in English or French, it doesn't matter. When I'm to that place, a whisper will cause demons to run. Focus on the place, not on the command. You have to command, but focus on the place. Focus on getting to the place. Before you say to your body, lump, go. Focus on getting to the place before you say that. Focus on getting to the place. Money, I command you, I have need of thee. Come to me in Jesus' name. Focus on getting to the knowing place before you say it. That's what I'm doing. I'm doing that. I'm not rushing. The devil ain't going nowhere. I'm going to meditate until I know. Until my faith is stronger than it's ever been for casting out devils. When I'm ready, and I don't even know when that is, but God knows. 
and I've got to teach her. I've got to help her. He doesn't leave me alone. He helps me. And he'll say, now, now. That at that point, no matter how loud I say it, because I've come to a place of knowing. I have to say it. You have to still say it. It won't listen if you don't say it. But we make such a focus on the saying, we forgot about getting to the place of knowing. And we got to get to that place. And nothing is impossible to me and nothing is impossible to you. It just requires time and it requires meditation. Praise God. All things are possible to them that believe. You see, there's a different anointing on a Wednesday night than a Sunday morning. For those of you that are watching, you're missing out on the anointing here and you can't get it fully on live stream. Some of it can only go into when you're in person. So come on out. Let's get hungry because there's a different flow and there's a different anointing and Sunday is very important, but Wednesday's got a unique flow that people need. Heavenly Father, I give you praise. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for the knowing of faith. This is the confidence that we know. Lord, our faith can get the point where we know, where we know that we know that we know and let us focus on getting to that place more than being concerned about how to actually say it. Because at the moment, it doesn't matter how we say it. All that matters is that we're in that place. Hallelujah. Let us get to that place for our health, for our children, for other people in need, for our finances, for the church, for the vision of the church. Let us get to that place. It's a slow walk, but we'll get there if we'll meditate. Hallelujah. And nothing, Jennifer, shall be impossible to them that believe. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.